Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. Excited to be in your eardrums today and talking about a bit of a touchy topic. The tech. Dun, dun, dun. 100% when you're starting an online business, the tech can feel so overwhelming and like you're learning Chinese or Mandarin or some crazy language that you've never learned before. And I felt the exact same way when I started out because I wasn't very techy when I started my business. Sure, I had a laptop, sort of knew how to use it, but I really was starting from scratch exactly where you are right now, okay? And maybe you're a little bit younger. Maybe you're in your 20s and you're like, Kendra, I was born with a smartphone on my hand. I came out of the womb with a smartphone. Well, that's great for you, right? The younger generation is probably going to have a whole lot more of an easy time with online business. But if you're like me, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond, well, then yeah, you're probably going to be a little bit tech illiterate unless you have come from a previous career that actually required you to work with tech, right? But what I want to do today is give you a few tools and skills that will actually help make the tech just a little bit easier and will actually help you figure out tech issues a little bit easier, okay? But first thing I want to say is that the tech that you use in online business is a tool and it's actually there to make your life easier. It's there to save you time, keep you more organized. It's there to help you make money. And these are all good things, but anything that's good usually requires a bit of effort prior. Tech is a skill that you can absolutely learn. You just have to commit to learning it. And just know that the more you do it, the easier it gets. I'll never forget trying to figure out the tech in the beginning. I was trying to set up a landing page. Keep in mind that when I was online, when I first came online, it was 2012. It's like over 10 years ago. The tech was very different. It was way more confusing. It wasn't user-friendly. There weren't a lot of options. And so I had a hell of a time. And I remember just literally like I could punch a wall. I was so fucking angry. The good thing is these days is things are way more user-friendly they're easier to use, they have better customer support, and there's a lot more options, which is really a good thing. That's good news for you if you're just starting out. But just keep in mind that once you learn it, and where I'm at in my business is I'm good enough with tech that I can usually roll into any platform and learn it pretty quickly. Now, the good news is you don't have to do all the tech in your business, which we're going to talk about later. But I think when it comes to learning tech and mastering tech, the first thing that we have to implement is the mindset. You need to stop calling yourself like, oh, I'm not very techy. And you need to stop saying, oh, I'm so tech illiterate. Like, don't call yourself that because that implies that you have a deficiency. And 
of course, it's like when you're learning to ski or mountain bike or ride a bike, you're not like, oh, I'm ski illiterate. I'm bike illiterate. You're just like, I'm learning. You're like, I'm a beginner. I'm intermediate. I'm a novice. Instead of saying, I'm not very techy. I'm not, I don't understand the tech. Oh, I blah, blah, blah. Just say, yeah, I'm just, I'm a beginner. I'm a beginner with the tech or I'm novice or I'm intermediate, wherever you are. Okay. Because that can be really helpful. And just know that as you learn tech, like once you learn a platform, you know it. That's a really cool feeling. Now, the first thing I want to go through is one of the most common and simplest fixes for any tech issue. This is going to change your world. (laughs) This changed my world. Sometimes on the web, you'll pull something up and you're like, oh, why does that look like that? Or that looks weird. Or that's not loading properly or blah, blah, blah. All these different things happen. The first thing you should always do with almost any tech issue is delete the browsing data slash cookies, close down the browser and restart the computer. You will be amazed how often that fixes the problem. I would say like 75% or more times this actually fix the problem. Okay. If you're wondering, well, how do I delete cookies and delete browsing data? So I'll tell you what it looks like on a Chrome browser. I'd say that's the most common browser. But if you're using like Firefox or something else, Safari, just Google this because you'll be really easy to find in a Google search. But from the Chrome browser, you look at the top right of the page, there's three lines, you click on those, and then you go to more tools and then clear browsing data. There's going to be a button that says clear data, and it's just going to delete all the cookies, all the tracking pixels, anything that can be interfering because all these little And I don't really know how to explain these things because I don't really understand it. But there's all these little pixels and tracking tools and they can mess up the way you're seeing something or make something not load properly or something like that. So you want to clear that data and then you want to exit out of your browser, not just close it down, actually go file, quit Google Chrome or quit Safari and then restart your computer because you'll be amazed about how often that actually fixes the issue. Now, another thing you can do is open up what's called an incognito window. Now, you'll find that in the exact same place as you find the delete cookies in Chrome, the three dots at the top, you go new incognito window. So this is like a clean window. It has no tracking, no cookies, no anything. If you put the URL link into that and it looks fine, then you probably have a cookie issue and you just need to do what I just told you to do. Delete the browsing data, clear cookies, exit the browser, restart the computer. Seriously, you'll be amazed with how often this actually solves the problem. You're welcome. Awesome. So that's what I always start with. That's like when something's not working or something's glitching out, that sort of thing. That's a good place to start. Now, obviously, there's things that happen where you're just learning a platform where you're like, I don't understand how to do this. I'm trying to do this one thing and I just don't understand how I can do this. The first thing to do is actually to check the platform help library as they typically have lots of tutorials. So for example, if you're in practice better and you're trying to figure out how to use practice better, first check their help box because they typically have a lot of tutorials. Like when I'm trying to figure out how to do something in practice better, convert kit, FG funnels, like I just go through their tutorial library. That's what I always look at first because a lot of times I will find the step-by-step right in there. The next place to look, if you're not finding what you look at in there, is to actually just use the world's greatest, most intricate search engine called Google and YouTube. So you can search it into Google and YouTube and just see if there is a tutorial for that, because a lot of people will make tutorials on how to do something and they'll actually walk you through it step by step. And if you find a help article or a YouTube video or a Google page that shows you how to do something, save it. 
copy that URL and stick it into a Google document with the title of like how to do XYZ. Because I guarantee you're going to come back to do that thing. And you're gonna be like, Oh, fuck, how did I do that thing? And smart you will be like, Oh, I'll just open up this Google Doc and I'll find that help article. That'll save you a ton of time. Now, the next thing you can do is to reach out to the platform for support. Typically, they have a form you can fill out. They offer email support or even better, some will offer chat support. Now, anytime you're asking for tech support, you want to be as detailed as possible and you want to make sure to provide context. So I always start with what I'm trying to do. And if something's happening, I tell them, what's this is what I'm trying to do. This is what's happening. And then I always provide a screenshot or a screen recording. And you can use something called loom.com. I'm going to link to that in the show notes for this episode. And you will find the show notes for this episode at kendraperry.net slash episode 165, kendraperry.net slash episode 165. Okay, but Loom is just a little screen recorder. It's a little plugin for a Chrome browser. It's awesome. I use it literally every day in my business. But you can actually show them what's happening and just don't send them a novel, just 30 seconds, 40 seconds, just show them what's happening. Because as someone who gets tech questions, so I get tech questions from my HD students, they'll be like, how do I do this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? First off, what are you trying to do? What's happening? And what are you seeing? Because again, if I can't see what's happening, then I can't help. I love it when people are like, Kendra, I'm trying to do XYZ. This is what's happening. And this is what I'm seeing. And they send me a screenshot. So I'm like, oh, great. I totally know what's going on. Or it's easier for me to actually answer the question because I have context and understand what they're trying to do. The quickest way for you to get chat support or email support is to, again, explain the problem in detail, show them, tell them what you're trying to do, right? And then provide the screenshots or screen recording because that will get you a really quick response. And not all platforms have good customer service, but the ones that I use, like ConvertKit, for example, they have fantastic customer support. Last night, I was trying to figure out why someone wasn't getting added to an automation and they'd actually been through the automation before. And I was like, oh my God, can they get re-added twice? And I was just like, woman gave me great advice. She's like, you need to do this. And then once I did it, I said, hey, do you mind just checking out this automation and just clarifying that I've set it up fine? I just want to make sure. And she's like, yep, I just checked it over. You set it up perfectly. That's going to be fine. Like a lot of platforms have really great support. Make sure to utilize that. Now, again, just remember, Tech is here to make your life easier once you learn it. In the beginning, it's going to take time. You're going to feel frustrated and you're going to get stuck. Just remember, you're learning a new language. Have grace. Be easy on yourself. And remember, in the end, this is going to help you make money. So it's a good thing. Like I love the tech in my business because it prevents me from having to do everything manually. (laughs) If you do everything manual in your business, like holy shit, you're going to be working like 80 hours a week, right? Tech helps you work 20 to 30 hours a week. How amazing is that? Now, the next question is, do you need to do all the tech in your business? And the answer is absolutely not. Now, I believe it's important to understand tech from a bird's eye view because you want to know what's possible and you want to understand how things work. But do you need to understand all the nitty gritty? I think it's very valuable to understand that. Like, for example, if everybody quit tomorrow in my business, I could still run my business. I understand all the tech in my business. But again, if it's not your strong suit and you just hate it and it's burning you out, it's making you totally drained of energy, then you can outsource. You can outsource this. You can hire a tech VA who has knowledge of the tech platforms that you use. So when you're hiring for this position, you want to be really clear what you're using because you want to make sure that they know those platforms. Because if you don't have the abilities to teach them, then they're going to have to know them. But having a VA who can do all the tech in your business is a really valuable thing. Are you going to have to pay for it? Yes, but that might be a very valuable investment for you if it's 
literally destroying your life. Now, I sort of mentioned this before, but I just want to reiterate this. When you figure out something in tech, add the process to a Google document so you can refer to it for next time. Either use Loom to take a screen recording of yourself doing it or link to grab the link from that help article or the YouTube video or whatever so that you can refer to it for next time because you're not going to remember everything unless you've done it like a bunch of times. I make sure to include those in what we call our company manual so that we can always refer back to it. And let's say you have someone who is a tech VA and they're setting up the tech, I would actually have them put together a resource list of how to do everything in your business so that if they quit or something happens to them, you can easily bring someone else into the role. The next thing I want to do is go through my recommended tech platforms. Because when you're starting out, it can be really hard to even know what you need. And you don't want to spend money on things you don't need. I believe in running a lean business, but not a cheap business. If you aren't willing to invest any amount of money in your business, your business is not going to grow, period. Like you don't have any business running a business, personally. But what you're going to see is it's really not that expensive in the grand scheme of things. The first thing you're going to need is client management software. This is true if you are doing one-on-one or group. You want client management software, especially if you are taking a health history or you are running labs, right? You want something that's HIPAA compliant. I'm a big fan of Practice Better. I know it's not the only one out there. I know there's all kinds of different ones, but I've used it. I love it. My students love it. I think Practice Better is great. And Practice Better, there are a bunch of different tiers, but I always believe that you should pay for the tier that allows you to take on the clients that you want to have. For example, let's say I think you can get practice better for free for 10 clients. I might be wrong on those numbers, but it's some very small amount of clients. You can use it for free. Great. But let's say you actually need six clients a month to hit your goals, then set your business up for that. Because I really only believe that the universe gives you what you can handle. And if you only have that level of practice better and you were to get 12 clients tomorrow, like you wouldn't be set up for that. And it would be a disaster. Universe not going to give you that. I would say expect to spend maybe about $75 a month. Obviously, if you're listening to this in the future, the times would have changed or the price probably would have changed. But I think like the level that you would need for most things to set yourself up for success is probably around the $75 a month range. Love practice better. The next thing you're going to need is landing page software. Landing page software is how you deliver your freebies. It's a great place to make sales pages, that sort of thing. And that's going to cost you around pretty much not going to get one for less than $100 a month. I'm a big fan of FG Funnels. Again, I will link to that in the show notes for this episode. I love FG Funnels. It's very similar to ClickFunnels if you're familiar with that platform. But the great thing about FG Funnels is it includes a whole bunch of different things in there. Not only does it host your landing pages and your sales pages and your opt-in pages, but you can actually host a course in there as well. You could host your program in there. It has a calendar. You can schedule social media from it. You can do all kinds of things in there. It's a really nice all-in-one software. The next thing you're going to need is email marketing software because you can't just send email like mass emails from Gmail. It's illegal. You have to allow people to click a button to unsubscribe. They need to be able to opt out or you're breaking the law and you could get into trouble. Now, again, there's lots of options out there. I love ConvertKit. I've used it since the beginning of my business. It is no matter how big your business grows, it will be totally fine for you. And it starts at $9 a month. Now they do have a free option, but don't do that one because you won't get automations and you want to be able to do automation. So go with the paid. But I think for 300 subscribers or less, you start at $9 a month and it goes up with the more subscribers you get. If you're, again, just brand new, $9 a month is basically nothing, right? Not a big deal at all. The next thing you're going to need is social media scheduling. Now, if you go with FG Funnels for your landing page software, then they actually have a a very basic social media scheduler. It's totally fine. It's not fancy, but it works. Or you can go with Later. Later Later.com. Later is what we use. I love it. 
And it's somewhere around $10 a month, nine to $10 a month, maybe as much as $12 a month, but again, not much. And that allows you to schedule all your content so that you don't have to post content in real time. You're going to need a graphic design platform. Canva is the best one out there. I don't even know of other ones. Like I've been using Canva forever. Canva just keeps getting better and better. There are millions of templates. I think you can get a free option. Do not do that. Get the paid one because the paid one is going to give you all the functionality and templates, and that is going to save you so much time. Well worth $15 a month. Next is you're going to need a payment processor, a way to accept money. Again, lots of different payment processors. I prefer Stripe. I use Stripe. I use a little bit of PayPal, not a massive pan of PayPal because it's really tough for bookkeeping and not my favorite. I use Stripe. Now, Stripe is free, but they're going to take processing fees. I believe it's like 2 to 3% on a payment. And you might feel like, oh my God, that's so much money, but it's the cost of doing online business. It's just the cost of doing online business. You cannot ask people to e-transfer you. You cannot ask people to send you wire transfers. Like that is not a way to do business online. People will have no tolerance for that. So that again, is just the cost of doing business. And then the final one, which isn't necessarily required, but is highly recommended, something called Zapier.com, A-P-I-E-R. It's an integration platform and it's amazing. And it just, this is what will give you so much more time in your business because you can basically make tasks that you would typically have to do manually automate. For example, when people enroll in HCA, this is what Zapier does. It takes their information that was collected on their payment form and it zaps it over or sends it over to our project management platform, which is Asana, and basically creates a card and a checklist. Because when people come into our program, they get six months access to live support. And then after six months, they can continue by paying a monthly membership or they can cancel. So we have to track that manually. They come in, we have to manually allow their access into the Facebook group. We can't do that automated. We have certain points where we check in with them. We have to remove them from the Facebook group if they don't continue. It basically creates that entire list so we don't have to do it manually. So it's there automatically. And my virtual assistant just goes in and she can see the checklist. She can see who just enrolled. When she allows their access into the Facebook group, she checks it off. She moves their card and then she can set a notification for six months from now where she'll check in, see if they've paid to come into the membership. And if not, she'll remove them from the Facebook group, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot you can do with Zapier. There's so much automation that you can do with it that I highly recommend it as well. Again, Zapier will be free. It actually charges you per Zap or per integration. So every time it has to send information to another platform, counts it, and then it charges you, it calls it a task and it char- charges you per task. So for example, like I, I think I have a level where I get up to 2000 tasks and I pay about $500 a year, but there is a free version, but it will start charging at some point. If you have less going on, you might be able to get away with the free tool for a while. But all in all, my friend, that is just over $200 a month. That is fucking nothing. Think about brick and mortar business. These people invest hundreds of thousands of dollars of capital to start a business. Imagine you were starting an in-person practice. You would need a space. You would need a desk. You would need furniture. You would need to decorate it. You would maybe need a person to sit at the front desk, right? You would need plants. You would need to pay rent. Imagine you were starting a retail store. You would need inventory. Again, you would need a space. Restaurant, you would need a space. Staff, like the amount of capital that goes into starting most businesses is crazy. And here you are being able to start an online business, spending only just over $200 a month. It's nothing. It's amazing. And you will need to invest that regardless of whatever business coaching program you sign up for, whatever mentor you work with. Like These are the tools that you're going to need for an online business. Expect to spend at least around two to $300 a month. It's not much money. If you don't have the money, get a business loan, get a line of credit, do something like that. Because 
again, you do not want to build graphics from scratch. You need Canva. You legally cannot mass market through Gmail. You need ConvertKit. All these things are going to save you time and make the experience for your client a whole lot nicer online. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealthy Coach Podcast. If you've loved this episode, take a screenshot, upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Kendra Perry Inc. Let me know your biggest take home. I love when you do that. And if you want to go one step further to support the show, you can give the show a five-star review on iTunes. And to do that, just simply go to ratethispodcast.com slash wealthy. That's ratethispodcast.com slash wealthy. All right, my friend, I will see you next Monday, same time, same place where I help you become wealthy AF.